I still have what many would consider a disability, but I am by far not disabled because I am living in my purpose, which that makes me. The universe sees me as in line with why I created this young man, fulfilling why I'm existing. Hello, and welcome to the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast, where you'll hear conversations that generate one aha moment after another for you. Every week, I'm talking to thought leaders around the world who are knee deep in their work, tackling some of the world's most difficult problems. And still, they think a bright future is possible for all of us. Well, we need to know what they see. We need to know how they get around obstacles and how they find opportunity and setbacks. And then that will help our own journeys to live with more purpose and meaning. Hello, my name is Dr. Linda Ulrich. I'm the founder of a website at everwideningcircles.com, where we've been celebrating insight and innovation since 2014. The kind of things that aren't making the evening news, but should. And along the way, I've been talking to thought leaders all around the world about their projects and about their perceptions. And about a year ago, I decided to share those conversations in a podcast here at the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. So welcome to this episode. We're going to talk to a thought leader today that I, I did the research on Rodney right before I reached out to him. And... <laughs> There is so much to smile about in today's episode. He is going to give us some real tools that he used to overcome perhaps one of the most challenging experiences one could imagine. So today we'll meet Rodney Flowers. He's a speaker, coach, and resilience trainer, and he's an expert in bouncing back. So welcome, Rodney. Welcome to the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for that great introduction. Thank you for having me on the show. And I am delighted to be here. Well, let me tell you, we've got to get people swimming right away in the same river with you and I of possibility. And to do that, I think you just got to tell your story. Yeah, so no problem. What I'm known for is overcoming a very traumatic accident that happened to me when I was 15 years old. At that time, I loved the game of football. I still do. But I was really in love with it. I loved to play it at that time. And you know, during the first game of my sophomore year in high school, I made a tackle. And that tackle left me paralyzed from the neck down. And after you know, several evaluations and tests, that same evening, doctors declared me quadriplegic with a 92% chance of remaining that way for the rest of my life. And that's when everything changed for me. You know, I I found myself in a a place of uh, discouragement, suicidal, and I felt like life was over for a moment. I went through a series of patterns. One in particular was was a shift in my mindset that caused me to see that what I had was the greatest opportunity of my life. And that was to face my challenge, my trauma, my condition head on for the purposes of being an example of what's possible in life. And for various reasons, or I should say obvious reasons, (laughs) I chose that path. I accepted that challenge. I made a commitment. And, you know, I know we're going to unpack all of this during the show, but that is the reason why I'm, I'm here today and able to share some of the things that I'm going to share with you today. Okay. 
One of the things I found somewhere where I was doing the, the homework for our show today is a part where you tell a story about laying in the hospital. And of course, you went through all the stages that any normal person would make through grief. So yeah, there was that part of this experience, I'm sure. But then there came a time when you asked yourself, how can things be better? That was a very pivotal moment in my life. And I don't, I, I'll share that story with you. So there was a particular night, it was, a, it was a significant amount of time, but it was like within a year of my accident where I was lying in bed and I was in pain. I wasn't in physical pain because I couldn't feel anything because I was paralyzed from the neck down, no feeling, no sensation. And I was asking myself, why are you in pain? It was comical because I'm like, yeah, you're in pain, but you can't feel anything. But I was in pain because the vision that I had for my life, playing football, being, you know, going to college and, and doing all the things a typical 15-year-old would want to do, wasn't available to me. That seemingly was, was, was disrupted, and I didn't know how to navigate what was present. And so that was painful. It was emotionally painful. And I was mad at the world and everyone in it. I wasn't pleasant to be around at all. And I was miserable. But I began to ask myself a series of questions. I said, hey, you know, like, you dealing with this? <laughs> I was literally having a conversation with myself. The way you're acting and feeling right now towards this, it's not helping situation. It's not going to make you feel better. Like you're going to wake up tomorrow. You're going to feel the same exact way. It's kind of like how a lot of people are feeling right now with the challenges that they're facing. Like they wake up and it's like the same thing. And I was feeling that way. And I asked myself, I said, well, what if you change your attitude? Would that make you feel better? Because I was looking for something to make me feel better. I go to the doctor. There was like nothing we can do. There's nothing my mom could do. Pastor can pray for me. And I was hopeful, but I woke up with the same thing. And so I was looking for something that can give me some, some sense of relief, some sense of positivity. And I had to look within. And so I, I, I asked for those things within myself. And, I, and to be honest with myself, it was the answer was yes. If I changed my attitude and possibly I could just feel better. Maybe just you know, can smile. I got it. It's rough, but smile. And so long story short, I kept going through these series of questions. And it went from, you know, what if you tried when you went to therapy? What if you gave it a fair shot? What if you were successful at completing some of the tasks that you wanted you to complete in order to be independent? Like, you know, cause I mean, I had to do some very hard things like turn the page with my mouth, you know, I put a pen in it, a pencil in your mouth and that's how you turn the page. And that was very degrading to me, to my identity. You know, I was a football player and now I'm like, can't turn the page, but I had to accept that. What if you did that? Would that, <laughs> would that help? And the answer was yes. So I kept going and I, I finally got to the part where I, a point where I asked myself, well, what if you overcame this? What if you like literally was able to walk again? And that was like, whoa, wait a minute. It was more than just, it would make me feel better. But what I saw was that that would be life-changing. Like that would create an impact. That would have an impression on a lot of people, that would be an example of how you overcome if I did that, because I'm going to have to become somebody different. Like I got to, I got to dig deep. I got to do the things that I was trying to do out there in that football field to become a great football player. Like that's the person I got to become. And that was exciting. Cause it was like, Oh, Oh, I can see that. Just as I could see myself being a star football player. I want to be that guy. Cause if I do that, mm, that's going to be great. And I made a commitment to do that because it was an opportunity, not just for me, but I realized that if I did that, I can literally write the playbook on how to bounce back, how to be resilient, 
how to overcome because that's what it's going to take. And I seen that as a calling. I seen that as a purpose. I seen that as a, most importantly, a responsibility. I was given this challenge, this trauma, this resistance, this opposition, but I wasn't given it for the purpose of being defeated. I was given it for the purpose of overcoming it. So it became a gift and I accepted as such. And I made myself responsible and committed to overcoming this. And so I've made it my life's mission to be an example of what's possible. Wow. (laughs) Lovely. I've talked to a lot of thought leaders um, <laughs> over the last eight years, and that is some serious, seriously good explanation of how you can go from one mentality to another, simply by going through the process with yourself. Yes. It, that, that's just... And what you've just said, I mean, that's that's not to be taken lightly. I went through the process with myself, and it was only after I stopped looking for and expecting things from the doctor. I stopped looking for and expecting things from my family. I stopped looking for and expecting the pastor. I stopped looking for anything that was external. And I looked within to find the answers. And that's where I found it. Okay. I just want to explain to everybody, when they see me looking down, I'm taking notes. I'm already soaring by our conversation. Okay. So let's get some really lovely things that I came across that made me call you and and look you up and say, hey, come on, talk to us at the Conspiracy of sure. Goodness. Sure. So first of all, uh, there's this game-changing mentality that you are trying yeah. to get to rise to the top of our awareness. Yes. Talk to us about that because I don't know if there's ever been a time in human history where more people on the planet all at the same time need a game-changing mentality. Talk to us. Yeah, so if you are alive and breathing, like do a check, ask yourself, are you alive and breathing? Are you breathing? Are you alive? All right, so yeah, I'm talking to you. If you are alive and breathing, then my philosophy is you are on the field of adversity in the game of life. And why do I say that? Well, because you can't escape adversity. You can't escape challenge. You can't escape resistance. You can't escape opposition. Every single person on the planet, regardless of age, regardless of color, regardless of nationality, regardless of financial status, at some point, most likely multiple points in your life, you are going to face opposition, challenge, adversity. You're going to face it. That is different levels. Your trauma may not be my trauma. And what's traumatic to me may not be traumatic to you but you still are going to face it. That's the one thing that we all have in common, okay? So what's the discriminator here? What's the difference maker? Where you are, your mentality is. Because what we do is we view challenge and opposition as as if it's something negative, as if it's something that isn't the natural part of life. And I beg to differ. Everything that exists, it exists for a reason, you know? That's how the universe works. And the the flow and purpose of the universe is upward and outward. So when things show up in your life, it's not to degrade you or to stop you, but it's an invitation for you to outperform it. And so your mentality towards it is very important. Because if you have the wrong mentality, you miss out on your opportunity to rise above it. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> Let's keep drilling down on that because <laughs> this is where we're at in this yeah. world. We have yeah. got to make opportunity at a disaster. Absolutely. So many of us are finding ourselves in this, this great questioning period of life. If we at all, at all thought that, there, that we weren't quite living the life we were meant to live, the pandemic just dumped us right into this new zone where we're questioning our priorities, the meaning of life, our purpose. Okay, keep going. Talk to me well, about pandemic. The pandemic, you know, it's just another thing. It's no different than the, you know, than any other challenge or opposition. It's just, it's just we we make things big. We do that. We do that. Opposition is opposition. I can say if I stomp my toe, that's a bigger thing than getting in a car accident, but. I still got to have the mentality around both of those things to overcome it. Both of them can be debilitating. Both of them can cause major disruption in my life if I choose to let it within my mentality. But when you have the experience and the know-how to manage your emotions, manage your mindset towards any type of challenge, what that does is make you a certain type of player in the game. You're not someone that easily is thrown off. You're not knocked out, want to go sit on the sidelines. And a lot of times you're not discouraged whenever you face disappointment. And that's the key. You know, we have to be, you know, not the type of person that gets discouraged whenever disappointment shows up. You got to be discouraged. I mean, this, you can face disappointment without being discouraged. You maintain your inspiration. You maintain your inspiration because you understand the purpose. You understand the value in scoring. and You understand that the challenge is presenting an opportunity. Therefore, a process of which you go through the process of learning and growing and developing and discovery about yourself. And that's what, like when you're playing sports or playing in a game, especially a game that you're not familiar with, it's unfamiliar. You don't know how to play. You don't, you don't play very well. You lose. That's what happens. But as you continue to play, you gain experience. Therefore, you gain confidence. You gain know-how. You gain a skill set. You learn how to manage certain things that are necessary to play the game. And therefore, you become a better player. The problem that we have is every time a challenge comes up, we run away from it. And so we don't develop the mental muscle or the know-how or the experience to manage our emotions. And first of all, we don't even understand what's available to us. We think it's always something that's trying to hold us down and, and take us backwards, but it isn't. In order for you to become your best self, there requires some level of like challenge, resistance, opposition. Even if you don't, you're not going through trauma, let's just say, hey, I want a degree. All right. I want to just go to school and go get a degree. That's not like that difficult, but you got to go through the process of going to school to get a degree. And that means there's criteria that you got to go through. There's things you got to study. There's tests you got to pass. And as a result of getting the degree, like the person that you were before you started, you're a different person now. Why? Because you've gained all this knowledge. You have this skill set. You have this know-how that qualifies you to gain this certificate. Well, overcoming a challenge is no different. It's just that, are you willing to go through that? Are you willing to become that thing? And what the game changer mentality says is you should be it's your responsibility because that next version of you, that better, greater version is what the team needs. It's not just about you. It's about your contribution, your service, wherever you are in life and that vision that you have about where you want to go. Like we need that. We need you to overcome COVID. 
or whatever else that you're dealing with, because that person that you become are the, that's like what we need in this world right now. We need a world where people are not afraid to overcome what's in front of them, that they attack it head on because they know that on the other side of that is something greater. We should always be seeking the greater version of ourselves. And if there's an opportunity for you to get to a higher level, and if that just so happened to be a challenge or some level of opposition, then tell the universe, thank you. Okay. Gratitude factors in here somewhere, but we've got to go back just a little bit. Uh, I got, I've got the word gratitude written very big on my, on my list here. So we're going to come back to it because I see our conversation is dancing all around something else that you're very well known for talking about, which is staying power. But before you go there, we've forgotten that many of our audience is not seeing you moving your hands and making gestures. And so, so there's a whole listening portion of our audience because this podcast is, is video and audio. It's on YouTube. It will be on YouTube. Tell us about how this staying power, tell us about where you are now and then talk to us about staying power. So obviously I'm not paralyzed from the neck down. I've regained a ton of sensation. I've regained a ton of mobility. To the point where I walk around now on crutches. I walk around on on, on forearm crutches. You know, I'm very independent. I have a lot of mobility. There's still some challenges that I have physically. I'm, I'm working on walking with, with one cane. And, you know, I get up and I work out every single day. I get on the treadmill. I get on the elliptical. I do a half a mile every day before I lift weights. I do sprints on the, on the treadmill. I mean, I can go on and on. I'm a fitness person. I love, I'm, I'm in the gym about three hours a day. That's just what I love to do. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm moving my hands and I'm, I'm, I'm doing all of that stuff. And that's, that's great, but I'm not done. I don't feel that I have arrived by any means at all. I feel like there's, there's more, but where I am is impactful. It's effective. It's, it's what people need to see. And there's somebody somewhere in the future that's going to need to see me even better. And I realize that. And I, I take that on wholeheartedly. So the notion of staying power is just, it's just that. I'll tell you a story. You know, one, so there's this hill right outside my house. This hill is, is huge. A lot of able-bodied people don't like walking this hill because this hill is so big. But I'm the kind of guy like, yeah, that's my, that's a challenge for me. Like, I want to see am I, can I conquer that hill? So, you know, my trainer and I, you know, we decided to walk, start walking this hill about a few years ago. And so I was walking the hill once a week and not long ago, I decided, Hey, we need to, we need to pick this up a little bit. We can, we can start walking this hill more than once a week. Let's go to three times a week. And it takes a toll on you. Don't, don't get me wrong. This is not, this is not an easy feat by any means, but this particular day, the day that I decided, Hey, instead of walking on every Wednesday, I'm going to start walking every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's Monday. I'm on my way down the hill and I fall. Like haven't fall, I haven't fallen in a long time, but I fall. So I have I have some options. You know, you're gonna take the hill today, or you're gonna you're gonna go back because you've already fallen and you're not even at the hill. Like you still have a, a ways to go before you get to the hill. I decide to take the hill anyway. Boom, I go. I'm taking the hill, and so there's this guy, able-bodied guy. He's coming down the hill. He's out early in the morning. He's walking too. He comes up to me. He said, "Man, good morning. How you doing?" He said, "I seen you." And it was like, when I seen you, I was like, 
now I can't take the shortcut because I was getting ready to go take the shortcut around the hill. But now I seen you on the hill. There's no way I could take the shortcut now because here you are out here on crutches. And I was like, hey, man, there's no shortcuts in life. You got to take the long way. When you shortcut, when you take shortcuts, you shortcut yourself. And he was like, yep, got it. Check. And he kept on going and I and I kept on going. And then on the way back, I'm coming down the hill. He's 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 coming back up. He says, "So what are you doing out here? Are you are you maintaining?" I said, "No, man. You know, you you you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. There's no neutral in life. Okay, there, there's no neutral. If you're just trying to maintain, you're going backwards. And so what that did was, like, if I wasn't on that hill, he would have took the shortcut. So it made me realize that me being out there on the hill and going through what I need to go through with the fall." And then having the mindset and the fortitude and the resilience to get through that and stay and stay on the hill. Because if I if I would have let the fall get to me, he would have took the shortcut. But see, that's a lesson that's going to stay with him beyond just being on the hill. There's going to be something that he's going to be thinking about taking that shortcut. And he's going to remember there's no shortcuts in life. When you take shortcuts, you shortcut yourself. But I wouldn't have been in the place to deliver that message and be that example if I would have allowed the fall. Hmm the challenge, the opposition, the resistance to prevent me from being where I needed to be. And so that's what staying power is all about. It's a bigger vision than who I am and what I want and what I need. I was just out there taking a walk. Hey, I had to go do the walk, the, the hill again, you know, twice that week. He wasn't out there, but I still had the responsibility to go do that hill. It's not about me and what I'm going to get out of doing the hill. It's being in a place where you can be of service. It's being in a place where what it is about you can be expressed, can serve, you can contribute. That's what it's about. And so that's why I stay. That's why I get up at 4 a.m. and I hit the gym. That's why I eat right. That's why I, you know, try to have a positive mindset. That's why I'm having a focus on having a higher level of consciousness. That's why I focus on moving my body and doing the things that's going to allow me to bring my message forward, whatever resistance I got to go through. And I realized that those things that I got to go through, that's just making me stronger. That's just uncovering and, and, and allowing me to discover things and weaknesses about me that I may need to address in order to be the person I need to be whenever I need to be it for the people that I need to be it for. This is the quintessential answer to all our longing for mattering, for, you know, what, figuring out why we matter. Right. Isn't this the central question that, we, that we're all asking ourselves now? Why do we matter? Where do we belong? What am I uniquely built to contribute? Well, you know, when you look at the universe, you know, it's like, for example, rain. I know, you know not a lot of people like rain or clouds, but the rain waters the ground. It nurtures the ground so that the things that are on the ground that soaks up that water can be what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. If it did not get the rain, it didn't have those things. And, and the rain, like the clouds, that's just a result of rain. It's like, you, you got to have the condensation and all of that stuff. You know, so what I'm saying is the things that show up in your life that seem daunting, that seem like, oh my God, I got to go through all of that. But you got to go through all of that so you can be who you need to be. And so it's not something that, I get it. It's not always fun. doesn't always feel good, but it's necessary. Because if you take all of that away, you don't have the joy of becoming. You don't have the experience of going through you want to hear people's stories. Wow, that's amazing. But if you take that story away, then what is there? We all have an experience. Like life is an experience. When you are on your deathbed and you're 
about to leave here, you get to look back at all the crap that you went through and you get to discover things about yourself. Like, how did you handle that? What did you do? That's a playbook. What did you contribute? As a reason, I mean, you can be able to point, like, I can point to certain things and say, yep, that's when I was insecure. That's when I had no confidence. But that thing that I went through right there built my confidence. It was rough. Oh my God. But man, did I gain some confidence from going from going through that? Did I understand how to deal with women? Did I understand how to deal in, in relationships? Did I gain how to be a better business person? I mean, those are all the experience. Those are little playbooks, you know, and then someone could come up to you and talk about that stuff. He's like, hey, run over there. Don't run over. If you run over there, this is what you can expect. That was over there the last time when I was over there. Things haven't changed too much. So don't don't run over there or things have changed a little bit. If you run over there, this might happen, but don't even go over there. Just go over here now because this exists. That's that's gold. That's knowledge. And to be that type of person is better than whatever the destination was that you was trying to get to whenever you was going through all of that. Right. Because that's what you can transfer. And it's the part that's for other people that builds up other people that's aligned with the purpose of life. That's the part that lives on. If you get the money and all of that, that's just a temporary thing. You can't take that with you. But your legacy is wrapped up in your ability to overcome and pass on the experiences that you've had. That's where your legacy is. That is a very, very important part of the the equation of life is legacy. Yeah. I, I tell you, Rodney, I'm going to take a break right now and we're going to come back and talk about that. So let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll dive into legacy a bit. Sure. Have you been searching for more positivity, for the good things going on in the world instead of the doom and gloom? We've got you covered. Every week, my team is scouring the web for insights and innovation going uncelebrated so you don't have to. Not puppies in mailbox kind of stories, but real leaps that are just not rising to the top of our feeds. You can subscribe to a newsletter to stay updated on all the goodness and everything we find this week worth celebrating and have inspiring articles and podcast episodes like this one that give you one aha moment after another. Yes, there is such a thing as finding joy and wonder in your inbox. Go to Ever Widening Circles, that's ewc.co, and you will find a world you can celebrate again. It's time to get a spring in your step about all that's happening and all that is possible. Okay, we're back. So, Ronnie, when we left off, we were talking about legacy. And, you know, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast might think that legacy is something you think about when you're old. <laughs> I bet you you have you can reset our notions about that. You know, life is a gift. OK, and it's precious. So the question is, what are you going to do with your gift? A lot of people look at life as, oh, you know, yeah, I want to enjoy it. That's what the purpose of life is for you to enjoy, blah, 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 blah. But if you look around in nature, Everything that exists in nature, like nature isn't just existing. Everything is purposeful. Everything has a purpose. It's here for a reason. There's things that that are extinct now. We're not benefiting from they existing. And at some point, we're not going to exist. Okay. So the question is, what are you giving back to life? Life caused and allowed you to be here, gave you the privilege of being here. But for what? What what are you giving back? What is your contribution? How can you support life? 
in its mission, upward and outward? That's the question you want to ask yourself. And if life thought it for you to be here, then that means it was purposeful because life in itself is purposeful. And so understanding and finding that, and a lot of times, oh, by the way, the challenges and obstacles that show up are little nudges for you to discover those things about yourself. Just saying, when you find that about yourself, you're able to express yourself. And if you talk to people who have left legacies that are big in legacy, they'll tell you that there's no greater feeling like than leaving a legacy. It's not money that they talk about. It's not accomplishments that they talk about. It's understanding who I am and what I was created to do and the ability to do it and to see that change lives and impact people. Like my, to have my purpose of my being fulfilled. And that's where I'm at in life. I still have what many would consider a disability, but I am by far not disabled. Because I am living in my purpose, which that makes me. The universe sees me as in line with why I created this young man, right? Fulfilling why I'm existing. And that's why a lot of people aren't happy in life. Because they they haven't even discovered their purpose. They haven't discovered their why. They haven't discovered, you know, what is it about me that can make a difference? And those same people, those are the ones that dismiss all of the challenges. They don't try to discover or get over anything. They're looking for everything to kind of drop down in on them, but that's not how it works. You have to play the game to discover what your position is, what your role is. And when you do that, once you find that in yourself, all you want to do is wake up every single day and fulfill on that because nothing else gives you a greater purpose than that when you do. Okay, so you so you're thoughts on this topic remind me a whole lot of what I hear when people get in the downward spiral. It's so easy today to watch the news, go on social media and come away with a level of hopelessness that is nearly insurmountable. So why watch it? That's the question. Why are we watching things that doesn't serve us? It does not serve us. When I was going through the early stages of my accident, I was like that. I was feeling depressed. I was feeling all kinds of ways and I would talk in all kinds of ways. You know, my self-talk was horrible. And I I had to like come to grips and be real with myself and say, how is that serving you? Even if it's to some degree true, like some of the stuff they say on the news is true, it's bad. But how is it serving? If it's not serving, then why do it? That's like throwing away money. Why would you throw away money? Why would you just like put it in the trash can? That's not serving anything. It's not serving you. It's not serving anybody else. So why do that? I like to throw something in here that I'd love you to comment on if you think otherwise. But I think what you're dancing around is something that I've learned because that's what ever widening circles. My work in the last eight years has been curating the internet for insight and innovation going uncelebrated. So I see this whole different world than most people see. And I always say, what we give our attention to expands. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And is that pretty much in line with what you've discovered? It, it, it is. It is. It, it, it is. And I, I choose to focus on things that are going to build me up. That's going to give me knowledge and greater understanding. That's going to make me healthy and more resilient. 
see things in a positive light, if it's always bringing me down, if it's bad news, and then how can I expect anything good if I've, you know, you can't give what you don't have. Okay. So if you've been filling yourself with a whole lot of negative junk, how can you face your problems with a positive mindset? You're going to revert to your training and you've been training yourself to if the news and everything that's coming out, that's what you're going to revert to because you don't have anything else. But if you've been, if you start to fill yourself up with more positive self-serving things that support your mission and your contribution and your service and you overcoming and approaching these things in a more positive mindset, then that's what you're going to revert to. You're going to approach it with a greater, a higher level of consciousness. And, and that's, that's the difference between someone who is an overcomer and someone who isn't. It's that level of consciousness, that level of knowing. Even in the midst of uncertainty, they have certainty within themselves. It's because of what they've been putting in. This is something that I I'm, would love to have you comment on. Throughout, you feel free with the rest of our conversation if you have videos or written things that you um, that you want to point people to. We're going to fill fill the show notes with anything you recommend, Rodney. Yeah, but I mean, one thing I I want to ask yeah. you about: Have you ever seen the TED Talk by Adam Grant about how the the computer game Mario Kart is a good representation of how we could be playing the game of life and starting over? and learning from our bad mistakes mm. and, and adversity. If anybody wants to, to move a little bit further down the field on what Rodney's talking about right now, I would recommend that TED Talk. I'll put it in the show notes. So tell me about how I love this concept of you've got to play the game to learn. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you don't play, you don't learn how to play. How can you? So the conversation between players and spectators is completely different. If you haven't played the game, then you're not going to talk to me about the game. And I won't talk to you about the game the way I would talk to someone who's actually in the game. Because, I mean, there's things, you know, like running a route. You don't know anything about running a route or, you know, paying attention to the, the, the foot placement of the opponent or anything. You don't know anything about that. So I can't talk to you. I can talk to you about, hey, you know, seems like, you know, opposition was getting the best of the team or something like that. A very surface level type of conversation we can have. But when we start to go deep, then there's only so far you're going to be able to go because you just don't have that level of experience. And I and just so, want to throw in that when you talk about playing the game, you're essentially saying embrace adversity, follow, yeah. just yes. keep going down whatever. Playing the game of life, man. All of these yes. little these little challenges and, and things, they're just that. They're challenges. And they're challenging you as an individual, your mindset, your spirituality, your emotional intelligence, your fortitude, your willpower, all of these things are mental faculties within you that can be developed. Resilience is a skill that can be learned, okay? It is, and it's not just about bouncing back. You don't wanna wait until something happens to bounce back from it. You wanna develop resiliency, resilience skills before you need them. Well, how can I do that? By constantly putting yourself in, in a position to be a, a greater version of yourself, to challenge yourself, to not be, don't be afraid to face a challenge. Don't constantly run away from challenges because when you do, you take away the opportunity for you to gain that experience. One of the things that was pivotal for me bouncing back with this injury was I became so obsessed with wanting to overcome that when there were times that people wanted to help me, 
I would not allow them to help me. And I developed this mentality that you are taking away my opportunity. Yeah, it may be a struggle. Yeah, it may be all of it may be painful. But by me going through that and going through it over and over and over again to the point to, I, that I master it, that's just the process. And when you take one of those away, like that's one that's gone, right? Every time I overcome one, that's a step closer. If you take it away, I missed out on that step that I could have got closer. <sighs> I absolutely love the direction of this conversation, Rodney. I want people to know that I... <laughs> <laughs> that we've gone in a completely different direction than I thought we were going to go. And I have still seven really important things to ask you about this resiliency, this, the strategies of resiliency. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you right now, can we interview you in a part two? So that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I, with everything that you shared with us, I know people are going to listen to this conversation and want this part two with that where, where you actually give us these practical strategies to sure. get the same resiliency. Sure. So let's close now and have you end this episode with where people can start connecting with your work right away. Because Absolutely. I know you've got so much to offer people in expanding what they now know. You've got some really lovely keys for us. Best way to connect with me is on my website at rodneyflowers.com. I have a team that you can reach out to for consultations and one-on-one -on -one discovery calls. I do mentoring and coaching. You can email me at team or my team at team at rodneyflowers.com. And you know what? Because I like you, Linda, and this has been such a great conversation and I really want to help your audience. Your audience can email me at rodney at rodneyflowers.com. That is my personal email. Reach out to me. I'm on all social media platforms. You can listen to me. I release a new podcast every Tuesday and Thursday on the Game Changer Mentality podcast. It's on all platforms where you can find uh, podcasts and you can go to rodneyflowers.com forward slash podcast as well in order to gain access to my podcast. Okay. And we're going to put links to all that in the show notes and much more. So Rodney, I can't thank you enough. We have been two ships passing the night for about three months on this interview. And there is so much more we're going to give people access to at the next sure. chat we have. So for more information about Rodney's work, look down the show notes. Remember to check out the Conspiracy of Goodness Summit, cogsummit.com. And you're going to hear four guests, just like Rodney, <laughs> and we may have to think about you for next year, Rodney, who are helping people find purpose, meaning, and discover their niche for impact. So check out the COG Summit, buy a ticket and join us. We're going to be a community there, all trying to make the world a better place together. And I hope these connections and all that we talked about help you go through your week with more joy and wonder. And we'll be talking to you next week. Thanks. <laughs>